This is Clinical Pearls. Published benefits of omega-3 fatty acid supplementation have been known to include reduction of depression and anxiety scores, improvement in ocular health, improvement in brain function, and of course, a reduction in cardiovascular risk. But does fatty acid supplementation also help reduce the risk of preterm birth? Let's take a look at the data from 2018 and 2019. Preterm birth, which is delivery under 37 weeks, is now the second leading cause of death in children under 5 worldwide and accounts for half of all newborn deaths, according to a report by the March of Dimes and the World Health Organization. Preterm births have increased in the last 20 years in almost all countries, and while treatment for preterm infants has improved significantly, preventing preterm birth and carrying a fetus to term is still the safer, healthier, and the cheaper option. Progesterone has historically been the medication go-to for women at risk of preterm birth, either because of previous preterm delivery or because of the incidentally noted short cervix. Of course, everything in medicine moves quickly, and vaginal progesterone has hit the crosshairs of controversy based on some recent data. In January 2019, the Vaginal Progesterone Prophylaxis for Preterm Birth Study was published. This was the optimum study. This was published in January 2019 in The Lancet. Vaginal progesterone seemed to not reduce the risk of preterm birth in women with a prior history or the incidentally noted short cervix. While injectable progesterone still holds the best data, others have looked for other options that are low risk and maybe high yield for preterm birth prevention. Now we get into the issue of omega-3 fatty acid supplementation. Fish intake and DHA, a nutrient found in fish, have been favorably linked to several pregnancy outcomes. The risk of early preterm birth, defined as less than 34 weeks, is associated with low fish intake and DHA blood levels, and it can be reduced by supplemental DHA, that is, according to some recent data. The Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics does recommend 500 milligrams per day DHA in the prenatal diet via low mercury fish intake, that's two servings per week, but does not make an explicit recommendation for supplementation. The March of Dimes, the Food and Agriculture Organization of the UN, and the International Society for the Study of Fatty Acids and Lipids, and even the World Association of Perinatal Medicine all recommend at least 200 milligrams a day of DHA from either fish or supplements. However, this advice does not seem to be reaching the pregnant population where the habitual intake of DHA appears to be only about 60 milligrams per day and only about 9% of pregnant women in the U.S. report taking an omega-3 supplement. But why DHA? I mean, how does omega-3 fatty acids even reduce preterm birth? Well, there is some data, so let's talk about that next. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A thorough discussion of the potential biochemical basis for an effective DHA on the risk of early preterm delivery is beyond the scope of this podcast, but we can provide a brief overview. Briefly, as described by Norwitz et al., uterine activation follows the increased expression of contraction-associated proteins, which include myometrial receptors and prostaglandins and oxytocin. This activation of specific ionic channels helps with increased contraction frequency. There's also an increase in connexon 43. This is a key component of gap junctions. An increase in gap junctions facilitates the electrical synchronicity within the myometrium and permits coordination of contractions. Once activated, the uterus can be stimulated to contract by the actions of oxytocin and the stimulatory prostaglandins E2 and F2-alpha. Here's where DHA may play a role. DHA may slow this process at several steps via its effects on membrane physical properties, which may impact surface receptor activity. Omega-3 fatty acids also likely modulate the expression of connexin-43. Perhaps most importantly, DHA, via its competition with arachidonic acid for conversion to a variety of oxylipins, may reduce the levels of prostaglandins PGE2 and PGF2-alpha. That's the theorized mechanism of action of DHA in omega-3 fatty acids for preterm labor prevention. But does it actually work? Let's take a look at that data now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. In 2018, the Cochrane Systematic Review sought to answer the question of whether DHA or omega-3 supplementation can help reduce the risk of preterm birth. The researchers searched for evidence and released the data in August of 2018. 70 randomized controlled trials involving over 19,000 women were found. Most trials evaluated a group of women who received omega-3 long-chain fatty acid supplementation and compared them with a group of women who either received placebo or no omega-3 medication. The pills were mostly undertaken in upper, middle, or high-income countries. Some studies included women at increased risk of preterm birth. The quality of the evidence from the included studies ranged from high to very low. This affected the certainty of the findings for different outcomes. 
But nonetheless, it was found that the incidence of preterm birth, defined as any delivery before 37 weeks, and very preterm birth, which was defined as occurring before 34 weeks, was lower in women who did receive omega-3 compared to those who did not receive additional supplementation. There were also fewer children born with low birth weight. However, omega-3 fatty acid supplementation likely increased the incidence of pregnancies continuing beyond 42 weeks, although there was no difference between induction of labor for post-term pregnancies. The risk of a child dying or being very sick and going to the neonatal intensive care unit may also have been lower with omega-3 fatty acid supplementation compared to those who did not receive it. They did not see any difference between groups for serious adverse events for mothers or in the incidence of postnatal depression. Also, very few differences were found between the omega-3 group and the no-omega-3 group for any differences regarding child development and growth. Researchers have now, for the first time, proposed an omega-3 DHA target blood level of 5% or higher for pregnant women who want to reduce the risk of preterm birth. DHA levels in pregnant women of 4.3% have been described in previous research as being very low, with 3.5% defined as being exceedingly deficient. These levels, researchers believe, represent consistent inadequate intake, even though there are strong recommendations for DHA during pregnancy. Other data has shown that women who have higher levels of omega-3 are at significantly reduced risks of early preterm birth. This has resulted in some advocating for screening pregnant or pre-pregnant women for serum levels of omega-3 DHA with target levels of about 3.5% as defining too low and an ideal range of greater than 5%. These blood levels are measuring DHA values as a total percent of total RBC fatty acids. Those found lacking levels would be considered candidates for elective supplementation. Advocates suggest having an objective prenatal blood test that could provide this motivation for additional DHA supplementation during pregnancy. However, more research is needed to test the clinical utility of this new proposed target prenatal DHA serum level. Well, that's a wrap. We've covered brand new data linking DHA supplementation, specifically in those with low DHA levels, to reduce risks of preterm labor. However, everything has a price, and the price of excess DHA use in pregnancy may be prolonged pregnancy. There's still some areas of research that must be done before making this universal, but it's an interesting take as a way to reduce preterm birth. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.